Hey guys, it's Red here from Game Devs Quest with this week's quick tip. You know, I think the key to becoming quick and proficient with any program is the use of keyboard shortcuts. Unity has a bunch of these that could really streamline your workflow. For instance, if you want to find a game object in your scene that maybe you can't see, just make sure it's selected and press F to zoom the scene view to that selected game object. Maybe you want to uh, minimize or maximize any window. Well, you can do so by simply pressing shift and space while your mouse is hovering over any window. Uh, if you want to enter and exit play mode, for example, you can press control P to do this without even having to move your mouse. There's tons of other keyboard shortcuts such as those to snap game objects to certain parts of the grid. If you want to take a look at these, just uh, go ahead and do a search through Unity's keyboard shortcuts. Hey everybody, welcome to Game Devs Quest, your once weekly podcast. Following your bros, Rhett and Taylor, here we are. Hey, hey. We, um... Yeah, I don't think it's uh, been a secret. Anybody has been on the Discord listening to the podcast. We've been dragging these last couple weeks. And, uh, yeah, the truth is life is just uh, kind of hard in the 90-degree heat. Um, <laughs> I'm feeling a little bit more drained every day. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, man. Life is hard. You know, each year the Earth warms more and more, and it, it, things seem pretty uh, futile. <laughs> yeah, did you see about the wildfire at Silver Falls? You told me about it. I don't yeah. know what else is going on, but that sounds pretty terrible. Dude, it was wild. I was riding my motorcycle home from work, and I was coming into town, and I looked over, which I later figured out was the direction of Silver Falls, um, and I saw this big, great plume of smoke rising in the sky, and I thought, huh, that's a little, it's a little early to be burning the fields, you know, because where we come from, <laughs> yeah, every like August or so, thing. they start burning the fields to make room for the next uh, season. And I was like, huh, that's kind of weird. And then I got home, and I read that the 187 people were evacuated God. because of a, I don't know, I don't know how big it was, but it was a, a, the beginning of a wildfire. Dude, if you tell me it started by a firework, I'm going to lose my shit. Uh, right? It seems kind of uh, likely that that might be a chance. But also, uh, it's just dry up there, too. So, um, yeah, I don't know. I haven't looked it up since. I just uh, saw a video literally before we started recording of some firemen, like, digging trenches and, like, wetting down some stuff to try and contain. It's, like, almost 40% contained now. I think it's, like, 35 acres or something. Maybe it's more than that. I don't know. but Yeah, man. Uh, it's just a fact of life nowadays. Like, we're not doing enough to combat climate change, so it's just going to keep getting hotter, and that encourages uh, fires in forested areas. we got to, like, maintain well, our forests better. Like, you know, the, you know, remember how much it brush. sucked to have all of that smoke for just weeks on end? Yeah, dude. It was, I had never seen anything like it. It was, like, apocalyptic. It sucked, dude. Yeah. It's like Can't even you're go breathing outside. it in. I literally... When we were getting ready to go to Japan last year, I was just like, I cannot wait to be on a plane with filtered air. Right? I know. You could, like, go outside with, like, food 
and and leave it outside and then it'd have like this nice smoky taste to it (laughs) (laughs) like that's how bad it was it felt like you were breathing in like like wood yeah you know yeah man it felt like you were just being blasted in the face by a campfire all the time it was crazy and you know it's like I remember literally just thinking about how tired my lungs were of that at one point. Just the smell, the taste. I know, dude. Yeah, like that was prime time for like riding my bike to work. And I just stopped because it was so bad. I was like, yep, I can handle being outside for like a couple minutes. And then my lungs are dying for like fresh air. Yeah. So. Yeah. Yeah, dude. The future looks bleak. Here we are. What's going to happen by the time we're... By the time we die, assuming that's many years from now. <laughs> we'll see. We yep. might be consumed in wildfires here pretty soon. Probably. But, um, yeah, how the hell did we get onto this one? Oh, the hot weather. Yeah. Yeah, yeah it's, been it's hot. Uh, We had uh, high 90-degree days um, this last week. Yeah, I rode my motorcycle to work every day just because... Although this week I'm going to take a break riding my motorcycle because uh, last week here in where I'm living, Salem, Oregon, uh, there were three motorcycle deaths and three separate accidents within 12 hours in Salem. So, wow. Uh, yeah, because motherfuckers aren't paying attention. There has been so many accidents in and around our area in a week's time. I, I don't know if I told you because, yeah, I think it was Thursday. I was coming down from Bend and on highway 22 and when you're coming down the mountain and you loom around you loop around and i I wish i could remember exactly where it is but well i do but for everyone else it's where you're coming down the road and you can you have the straight shot view of the three-fingered jack summit yeah uh my i had to stop my car right there and turn it off because we were stuck there for 50 minutes uh, because there was Traffic. Like a th- huge three car accident down the road. Yeah, that's the and worst when you're like driving somewhere that is kind of remote. Like there's oh, a, yeah. just long stretches of like forest or just nothing. And then there's like somehow traffic. You're like, oh, cool. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Near and- nothing. Am I going to just like be stuck here forever? Especially like if you're driving a long way and you're your gas tank is like getting kind of low for me. That's like anxiety inducing. Oh yeah. Well, and then that <laughs> happened yesterday. Um, well, I'm jumping ahead, but it did happen to us yesterday. I'll come back to that. But yeah, stuck there for 50 minutes, three car accident. I had to turn off my car. I have no AC either. So it's just like, Oh, oh 95 degrees beating down on me. <laughs> um, so that was great. Um, and then apparently that same day, a pedestrian was killed in Salem, stopped traffic going across the uh, bridge in West Salem, uh, for more than two hours. Um, and there was another accident on the other side of town. I think, oh, it was like State and 12th Street or something like that. There was an accident. Or maybe there was a bomb threat. I have no idea what it was, but that stopped traffic over there all on the same day. The same week that we start crossing the 90s, people lose their fucking minds. We start killing motorcyclists because we're too fucking self-obsessed with our cell phones. Um... <laughs> I mean, uh, that's got to be what happens. Like, because on my motorcycle, yeah, man, I'm riding. Eighty percent of the people that I ride past are doing something with their cell phone, talking yeah, it, on it's it, pretty looking wild. down on it. They're not even secretive about it. Yeah, you know, it, it's and, a law to not. 
be on your phone, but no one cares. You risk jail time now. Wow. You risk jail time. First fine can be a thousand fucking dollars, and people yeah. don't even give a fuck. Huh? They will when they get caught. Yeah. Seriously, guys, it's nice out. Put on some music and have a nice ride. If you can't use voice to text without using your hands on your cell phone, don't text. Wait till you get somewhere. It's not worth it, man. And there's people that have every right to use the road how they want, whether it's a bicyclist, a motorcyclist, a pedestrian. They have a right to safety. Just because right. you get to put on a seatbelt well, and be encased in fucking a battle tank, essentially, yeah. like, doesn't mean that that you are more valuable. Right. Well, that's the so, thing. Like, it's it's one thing to neglect your own personal safety. Like, if you want to do that, like, if a text is worth killing yourself, sure, go ahead. But, like, the... The difference is that when you're on the road, like you're just surrounded by tons of people. Like, right? You can't. That's the thing, though. You're, you're putting, in a car. You're risking someone else more yeah, than exactly. you're risking yourself. Right? Yeah, it's crazy. So let's all be safe, man. Let's just enjoy the weather. Let's roll down the, all four windows and get your favorite music blasting, and just have a good commute. If it, if if you gotta send a text, do it before you drive. Or pull over somewhere, get off the road and do it, you know? Right. Yeah, man. Um, nobody deserves to be fucking hit by a car when they're going to the grocery store or something, you know? Like, yeah. Yeah, it's happening well, more and more and more and more. One of my one of my cousins actually died, and they think that he was texting. He was, like, driving down a highway, and he was... Uh, they think he was texting, and he just, like, drifted into the other lane and didn't, didn't realize in a semi was like they started honking and just like ran into him died at 19 like <laughs> dang dude yeah don't don't text while you're driving yeah. it's terrible and that's the problem it's like i can be on the road and i can treat every driver like they are the dumbest fucking person on the planet and and leave so much extra room and be extra cautious drive extra defensively or assertively and it doesn't make up for the people that aren't even looking at the road so let's all be safe out there guys summer is a great time to get out there have some fun enjoy the weather but let's all do it safely i want to be i want you guys to be able to chime into this podcast and join us uh yeah. for omg jam i want you guys <laughs> to be able to join us for omg jam five for yeah. God's sake. So, <laughs> well you know what i i've thought about this before like if i died or well not only just me, but, like, if somebody in our Discord or whatever died, like, most of us are connected only in this, this little corner of the internet, and we don't know each other in real life. Like, I don't know anyone's real name, practically. So... That's not true. Well, in our... Well, I don't know many of the people in our Discord's, like, full real name. Like, if somebody were to die in our Discord they would just stop showing up and we would probably never know, which is like kind of scary and sad at the same time. Yeah. I, uh, I kind of, I've told people before, like, uh, friends and stuff. It's like, if I ever disappear, I want people like go, uh, you know, like into my circles online and like tell people that I'm gone, you know? Right. Like <laughs> well, if you died, I would let everyone know. Like, <laughs> well, thanks. <Dan. laughs> yeah. If we both died, like if we both died in Japan or something, like, game devs quest just like stops happening and everyone's like what where'd they go <laughs> yeah we should have somebody like be able to go on the discord and, and tell everyone yeah yeah 
Anyways, that was kind of dark. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to the future, yeah. where death is imminent. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right, right. I I think both of us failed our challenge last week, didn't we? Yeah, I did. So I had a challenge <laughs> to write, so watch some videos from uh, about the Climate Lab from Vox. I didn't watch any um, <laughs> because uh, I had a lot of shit to do before having a busy ass weekend. Yeah. It's a good one, man. You should still check it out. Watch it on a lunch break or something, but yeah, no worries. I failed mine, too. Mine was to uh, make some music this week. I did play a tiny bit with LMMS, but I didn't really get anywhere, so I, yeah. I consider it a failure. But I really do, like, I want to I start making music more on, like, a regular with LMMS yeah. to kind of learn it and get prepared for making uh, making the music for my game, like... I mentioned before, yeah, I sure. want everything to be made by me. So, for sure, it's a lot for of sure. a lot of work and a lot of skills to learn, but should be handy. Other than that, man, um, we had a busy week. Uh, me and uh, Taylor spent a lot of this weekend together because we went to a wedding, and uh, it was a long drive for me and my wife. So, we crashed down at his place. Yeah, stayed up till almost fucking four in the morning. <laughs> Jesus, I know, dude. Like, the last time I stayed up that late outside of travel was probably, like, years ago. <laughs> and, the, like, the funny thing is, I don't know. Well, I don't really like going to weddings to begin with. I get a yeah. lot of, like, social anxiety, especially when seeing people that I haven't seen in a really long time. Because, like, I don't yeah. know what to say. And half the time, I don't even remember people's names. Like, there were a bunch of parents at at this wedding um, of kids that like went to my high school or our high school. And I was like, I walked past them. I was like, Oh God, I like, I know who you are, but I don't remember your name at all. Uh, please don't look at me, <laughs> you know? Uh, so I get a lot of anxiety when I go to weddings, but this one was super fun. Like there was a bunch of, a uh, bunch of our old high school friends that we hadn't seen, or at least I haven't seen in years. Um, and so, I don't know, we just had a good time. I thought we were going to be there till like, 8, and then we'd leave, you know? Be there for, yeah. like, two hours or something and then leave. But, like, we ended up just losing track of time. And by the time we got home, it was, like, after 10. Yeah. And then Rhett and Bailey came over, and, like, we literally... All we did was talk. Yeah, talked, but it was kind of cathartic. It was nice. It was, yeah. Like, I never do anything, like, social in real life. And it just, like time flew by i don't even remember yeah. what we talked about yeah <laughs> right i know pretty much but yeah <laughs> yeah it was kind of nice um you know and uh it's funny because uh, a lot of times we go and, and hang out with people and they're like we must like optimize maximum usage of this time so they're like let's play this game that has a rule book this the size <laughs> of a fi- I'm really glad you guys didn't bring up anything like that because, like, you know, me and Bailey love playing games, but at the same time, we also just love vegging out. Well, that's <laughs> that's like the thing, though. Like, snacks. I feel like we don't see you guys enough that to to the point where, like, if you play a game, it's fun, but you're not like really sharing, um, or not like you know, not catching up, not like right getting to know what what each other's lives have been like you know uh so i actually think it's more important to just like hang out and talk and like as a kid that probably would have been boring but like the older i get i mean obviously we're on 
freaking episode 71 of this podcast <laughs> like the more i the more i get older the more like just talking and like learning about people's lives like becomes important to me you know mm-hmm. so yeah i had a good time like alia had a really good time like we never stay up late normally yeah. like we're in bed by 11 or something and we stayed up till freaking 4 a.m i'm still like recovering from it <laughs> dude what was what was really funny was um you know, Bailey and Alia were like, Bailey was just like drilling Alia with all these questions about like yeah. chemicals in the brain and like <laughs> all of this stuff. And I was like, fuck, I could barely keep up with this. And then we go into the room and Bailey starts talking. I'm like, what? What are you saying? And she like, what? she was like making sense, but it was like hard to follow. And she's like, I'm really drunk. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, dude. You guys had a lot of wine. Yeah. Yeah, we did. <laughs> uh, Just straight thugging. I know, Triple dude. OG status. That's right. But that was a lot of fun. And yeah, uh, Oh, and that was the part of the story I was going to tell earlier. Is, uh, there was another... So we hit a car wreck going down to Eugene that stopped us by like 30 minutes. Um, and then there was another fucking car wreck on the way home. Oh, my God. Yeah. People don't pay attention, man. Dude. Like, yeah. I hate driving already, but if I, ha- if I run into traffic... Like, I I just can't even handle it anymore. It yeah. feels like such a huge waste of time and like energy and everything. Yeah, it's hard. I finally switched that off because I was like the most hateful driver of all time. But I finally <laughs> managed to like get to the point where I cannot get even remotely riled up by traffic. It's like, all right, I'll just turn my music up louder. Yeah, that's probably you good. Know? Much more stoic and zen, dude. Yeah. Yeah, pretty much. I don't know if that makes uh, sense. As Marcus Aurelius said, if there's some external thing that is bothering you, uh, it might not be the external thing that's bothering you. You should uh, you should check your your own um, perspective, interpretation of this thing. Yeah, because you have control over it. Totally. Yeah, man. I've been I've been starting to. Um, well, so I have the Daily Stoic, which is a book um, by yeah. Ryan Holiday, and I've been. Uh, it's been sitting on my desk at work for a long time and I go through little bouts of reading it. And so I started picking it up and reading it again, uh, maybe like a week and a half ago and just getting that little tidbit of stoic wisdom every day, which has been good. Um, I've been kind of like slumping into this really negative state lately where I just feel like I'm not, not doing anything like worthwhile with my life. (laughs) I feel like I've been struggling to finish my game been struggling to like make a stream that's had any value um all this stuff i've just like really been like severe imposter syndrome lately which we talk about all the time so like having that little tidbit of of wisdom has been nice and i've started meditating again which is good um gives me that little mental break so yeah pretty excited to uh get back on board with that but um so let's get on to some some game stuff. Um, I so this last week I implemented some cool stuff in my game, which I can talk about. Uh, but I also started playing the game Fez, which I mean, yeah, most people have probably played by this point. Um, and it was like the funny thing is I'm not like a big platformer kind of player. Um, I've always been bad at those games, and I didn't really grow up playing 
a lot of platformers. Um, I did play like Commander Keen and stuff like that on my on my PC when I was like really little. Yeah. Um, but I grew up on mostly like Age of Empires and stuff like that. So I've never been big into platformers. But this game, Fez, is like exactly what I need in a platformer. Yep. Um, it's so calm. <laughs> you know, and it's like not punishing at all. Like if you jump and miss a platform, it just puts you right back where you jumped from. You know, yep. it's like, nice, thank you. I don't want to have to go all the way back just to try that one jump again. Um, <laughs> What's so. fun about Fez, and I might have mentioned this uh, one of the last podcasts where we talked about uh, my movie binge that I've been on lately. Mm-hmm. Um, one of the last movies I watched called It Follows. Mm-hmm. The score was done by the same guy who did the score for Fez. Oh, dude. I wonder if that's why I started playing it. <laughs> well, yeah, and you watched Indie Game the Movie, though, right? Well, I started playing it before I watched Indie Game the Movie. So I watched Indie Game the Movie oh. yesterday, which was the first time oh. I had ever seen it. Um, yeah, it's, it's okay. Yeah. Yeah, it's all right. I, I wasn't like... It's funny because a lot of people say like, oh, Indie Game the Movie, it like inspired a generation to start making games. And, you know, everyone has like this wrong idea of what success is. Yeah. And yeah, like every game that they highlighted, I mean, they highlighted Fez, Super Meat Boy and Braid. Those are like some of the most notable indie games of all time. Um, You know, they all were really successful. (laughs) So, yeah like they had a good success rate but at the same time like i didn't watch that movie and think oh like i could just make a game that's gonna gross you know 40 million dollars or whatever i watched it and i was like wow that's a pretty interesting journey for these people and honestly like it's old enough to where i was kind of interested in just seeing like what these guys were using and like what they did to yeah make their games like unity i don't think was really a big thing at that time it was like 2010 when these guys were making these games i think um yeah they didn't come out like the fucking movie didn't come out until like 2013 or 2014 but yeah it followed all these like stories from 2010 or 2011 or something yeah well you got to get the whole picture like they show super meat boy when when it was in production and and uh pretty early on and then they like followed them all the way through launch and like success basically um so yeah it takes a while but it was a good movie and i liked you know i hear all these people's names like edmund mcmillan and um jonathan blow and whatever um and like i know who these people are just from because they're so famous in the indie game world but i had never like i hadn't hardly played any of these games i have all of them I remember playing Braid back in like, you know, 2010 or 9 or whatever. Um, but I wasn't like really big into any of these games. Same with Super Meat Boy. I played Super Meat Boy but could like barely get past the first couple levels. Um, yeah. So I never like got really into them. But it was cool like seeing these these people and like hearing a little bit more about their stories. Um, but again, I wasn't like... Oh wow! I could quit my job and make a million dollars off making a game, you know. Yeah. So I, which I hear that all the time. Like everyone's like, "Oh, indie game or indie game development isn't indie game the movie." It's like, well, yeah. <laughs> well, yeah, because they just picked out like some success stories, basically. Right. 
But I did find it kind of funny that like I was playing Fez and I didn't know that Fez was part of that movie. I didn't know other I think I knew Super Meat Boy was in that movie. But yeah. I didn't know Fez was and like so it was kind of interesting being like, wow, I'm playing this game and like here it is on screen like I'm seeing it being made. And it was cool yeah. because like the interesting part of Fez is going from 2D to 3D. Like that's it's its thing, you know. And that's yeah. its storyline. Um, so it was cool, like kind of seeing how this guy, um, I f- forget his name, Adam fish or something like that. Phil fish, Phil fish. Yeah. Uh, it was interesting, like seeing him work. They showed a little bit of how he made things. He does the pixel art, but it's also like he renders those images on 3d cubes and, uh, spends a lot of, he spent a lot of time like with details and stuff, but, um, so it was just kind of interesting, and I didn't realize how much turmoil that game had gone through. Like, he spent, like, three or four years on the game, and he redid it multiple times. And then he also, like, had a partner at the start, and then the partner guy, like, was basically ruining his life. He quit the studio and was, like, maybe not going to let him release it, stuff like that. So it was pretty wild. But, um, anyway, so yeah, I watched that movie play, playing Fez. The other thing I like about Fez is I'm somebody who really likes to know where I'm at, um, in a game, like how, how much progress I've made. And it's literally like you just collect these cubes and if you exit the game and come back, it shows you what percentage you are through the game. Nice. And for me, for whatever reason, that's just like, it makes me want to go through and complete the game. It's nice to see like, oh, I'm already 50% of the way through. Like this, this is pretty cool. Like I have a roadmap and and an expectation of how long this is going to take, you know? So that's kind of cool. I liked it a lot. I'm going to probably beat that game. I think I'm over 50% done just for playing a couple hours. So yeah. Um, I ended up playing some Super Meat Boy last night too, which was uh, pretty cool. I I started to kind of get the hang of the the controls, but like, damn, it says to use a controller, and I don't have one, so I was just using keyboard and well, just keyboard. And God, I played like I almost beat the first twenty levels, and by the end, my hand was like so cramped because <laughs> it gets it like ramps up dip- difficulty pretty quickly. Um, I don't know if, if it's a game I could ever beat, but it was pretty fun. So that's pretty legit. Well, I'm glad you're enjoying that one. Yeah, dude. Um, lately I've, you know, since I've kind of been in a downward spiral a little bit, I've wanted to play more games, especially indie games that, uh, you know, have like a 2d feel and everything. Um, so I'm I'm going to start playing games more often. And like I just it's I think it's part of just feeling like I have a bunch of baggage on me by having like this giant Steam library that I haven't played. <laughs> um it feels nice to like check check a box, you know, saying like, "Oh, I beat that game." Yeah. You know. So I think I'm going to try to carve out some time every week to play some games, keep me inspired and like no know how other games do do things you know for sure man so i always tell people it's like they want to get look 
it's my personal opinion. I think it's pretty well established. There are a few outlier. There are a few exceptions to the rules, of course. But you want to be a fucking musician, you listen to the type of music you want to play, right? Yeah. If you want to play jazz, you should be fucking listening to Miles Davis or fucking Buddy Rich or uh, whoever. You know. Right. You want to play some heavy metal? Well, then you owe listening to freaking Ride the Lightning like one time and going through and checking out some of the classics and listening to types of you know uh, specific genres that you're you're not might not necessarily hit all the time you want to play fucking electronic music well you should be listening to some electronic music right um name one fucking classical violin player that hasn't listened to a classical violin piece right it's just not a thing right um you want to write a book you should be reading as much as you can. You want to make games, you should be playing games. Right. Um, games of all types. Play some mini games. Play some AAA games. Play a console game. Play a computer game. Get a mobile game. Check out the difference between mobile playing and, like, and, and, and I guess, general handheld playing, you know? Totally. Um, yeah, yeah, it's, yeah, it's good to have a diverse background. Understand like kind of the history of games too. Um, yeah, playing some old school games. Like I've been been wanting to go back to my RetroPie and play more uh, like SNES type games because a lot of that uh, style is kind of the style that I've been going for lately. Yeah. Um, so that's on my on my list too. But yeah, man. Well, most of all, too, don't forget to just have fun. Yeah, that's been that's been kind of the important part lately. Is like I've been getting very stressed out. Um, there's a lot of stuff going on at work. A lot of this uh, stuff we're doing with the podcast and everything. I've been kind of having a. But yeah, I've just been kind of struggling lately uh, with making progress and feeling feeling worse like the stuff I'm doing is worthwhile and like out, you know, outside of game dev, like work's been kind of stressful and stuff. So, uh, yeah, it's been nice to focus on having some fun. And like yesterday I was just like, especially after being super tired from staying up till four, I was like, not going to get anywhere. So I was like, you know what? I'm just going to like play some games and watch a movie. And it, you know, playing games is like research. Uh, and so is indie game, the movie. So, it wasn't like I completely squandered my time, but I did have a good time, and uh, it was just kind of nice. But um, you still there, Rhett? Yeah, of course. Okay, sorry. Um, also, well, we only have a couple more minutes, but I wanted to touch on a couple things I did this week uh, that were game dev related. One was uh, on Saturday, uh, Seth from Butterscotch Shenanigans is starting to stream on Twitch. Um, Excellent. And so I checked out his stream uh, when I had some slow parts at work, and yeah, it was super cool. Like seeing him, uh, seeing him work on his game. It's pretty amazing watching a professional game developer in action because like he just knows the craft so well and he knows his tool which is game maker it's not unity so it's not like not like i could really tell uh since i'm not a game maker guy but he was just like all right and then we'll do this and then it's like it exists all right next we got to do this all right it exists you know (laughs) he's just like whipping through it and 
I've listened to every single episode of theirs, which is like close to 160 episodes. So I feel like I know him, <laughs> you <Yeah>. know. <laughs> and so it was kind of cool to like have a real time interaction with him, even if it was just like text to him reading. But that was pretty fun. He's going to be streaming um, every Saturday for a while. It sounds like I was cool. trying to uh, give. He's like super new to Twitch. So I was like trying to give him some pointers and he was just like, yeah, I don't know if I really care about this like Twitch stuff. So I'm just going to do it my way, (laughs) which (laughs) which I thought was so funny. Like at the end, I was like, "Uh, who are you going to host, Seth? And he's like, host. Um, I'm not really sure. That's probably some Twitch thing that I don't know about. And then I explained it to him and he's like, yeah, but like what if I accidentally hosted a douchebag? Like, I don't think I want to support that. And I was like, well, but you make friends and like, that's kind of how it works. That's how you build up like an audience on Twitch and stuff. He was like, yeah. And then at the end of his stream, he was like, all right, guys, thanks for hanging out. They just ends the stream. <laughs> uh, I thought it was pretty funny. But anyways, I'll probably try and check out his streams on Saturday. If you guys like Coffee with Butterscotch, you should check it out too. He's, it's uh, It's cool seeing him in action. So that was one thing that was uh, interesting this week. The other thing, um, I didn't stream quite as much this week. I've been scaling it back, trying to hit that flow state like we talked about um, off stream. And this week I did some research on the observer design pattern, um, which is pretty cool. Um, I'm using it in my game now to... Um, update the UI basically like when you um, in my game there's this little actions bar that has buttons that appear based off of the state of the game so like if you don't have any like a lumberjack or a planter hired it has those higher buttons but then if you hire them and click on a click on one of them based off the tile that they're sitting on new actions will appear or disappear and the code that I had put in there beforehand was like super inefficient and just hard to work with. Um, and so I did some research on the observer pattern, which it came up because I've been watching the uh, RPG course that Ben Tristam has on Udemy. Um, and he was talking about using the observer pattern to change the cursor of your mouse based off of like what the mouse is pointing at so like you know if you're just clicking on the ground it might just be an arrow but if you're hovering over an enemy your cursor changes to like a sword or something you know to indicate that you are going to attack that player or that enemy Um, so he uses the observer pattern so that he doesn't have to check where his mouse cursor is every single frame because that would be a lot of checking, right? It's like right. Oh, just a waste. So he implemented the observer pattern so that basically um, it only changes when the state, uh, like the state of the cursor changes. So like it doesn't, it changes once when you're over the ground. And then if, if it uh, change, if you hover over an enemy, then it does one more call and changes then. So it's like much more efficient and it it in C sharp it introduces you to 
delegates and events, which are like actual C-sharp uh, constructs. Um, and they have always been a little bit confusing to me. In fact, like I was trying to explain it yesterday in the Discord, and I think I got some of it wrong still. So I don't fully understand them, but I have it. I have the observer pattern implemented in my game. It's made the code much easier. Like I think I deleted several hundred lines of code <laughs> just by nice. implementing it, which felt super good. But also, it was like the first use case for me to use delegates and events. Um, and I don't know if I have time to really get into what those do, but um, they're super handy. If you guys want some more information about the observer or about delegates and events, um, I highly recommend reading the RB Whitaker website. Uh, his tutorials on delegates and events. That's I use that a lot to help me implement it. Um, but also I read the observer pattern uh, chapter in the game programming uh, patterns book that's also available online for free. Um, so check that out. It's super handy. I'm getting to that point where I feel like my coding skills are kind of strong enough to be able to do most things. But where I struggle is the engineering of systems. And so right. researching design patterns are super helpful uh, to help you make your code cleaner. And, um, you know, they're they're proven. They're used in business applications. Yeah. Like all the time. There, there's a reason they're called, you know, programming patterns or design patterns because these problems have come up so frequently that, computer scientists came up with ways uh, to to solve them that are like best practice or whatever. So definitely check that out. Um, felt really rewarding to put in place. And I'm going to try to try to research these things and, and put them into my projects more to, you know, build skills and um, make more efficient code. So um. That was pretty much what I did this week. Uh, I think we're probably out of time, aren't we, Rhett? Yeah, I'm. Uh, unfortunately, we got a short episode for you guys this week, um, just because of my dumbass scheduling habits. Um, <laughs> so, although we do appreciate you guys hanging out, um, uh, why don't always we... a good time catching up? Yeah, totally. Why don't we do a quick uh, challenge and see if we can actually do those this week? <laughs> so Yeah, what a good idea. Uh, my challenge for you, Rhett, we talked a little bit about this before the podcast, but um, my challenge to you is to line up an interview for one of the future podcasts. Perfect. Yeah. Um, that's an easy one because uh, we just talked about that before the air. So yep. a little peek behind the curtains for you guys. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so we're going to have some more interviews lined up, just like uh, some of the last ones we've done. Yep. Um, Taylor, my challenge to you is um, I want you to read some fiction this week. Ooh, um, all right. And if you need me to, like, just take the choice away from you, <laughs> uh -huh. um, I can happily do that. Okay. Um, well, what's funny is I was talking about Lord of the Rings on stream the other day, and I was, like, showing off some of my Lord of the Rings books. Yeah. And uh, so I actually just got a Lord of the Rings audiobook. So, I mean, I've read it before, but it's been like over 10 years. Okay. So, I kind of want I kind of want to get back and and reread them. So, I might do that. Good for you. That yeah. counts. All right, cool. Excellent. Love it. 
All right, Rhett. All right, guys. <laughs> we really appreciate you guys hanging out with us. Uh, we got all of the usual links, but I'm going to blast through them here real quick without my usual speech. Hit us up on Twitter, at GameDevsQuest. Email us, gdq at airpodcast.com. Come join our Discord, uh, bit.ly forward slash gdq discord if you want to support us financially you can do so with humble bundle that is bit.ly forward slash gdq hyphen humble and if i forgot anything just go ahead and hop on the show notes and check those out we got all of them uh neatly laid out for you with hyperlinks and all we appreciate you guys support and we'll catch you next week thanks guys have a good week cue that music yeah buddy (laughs) 